Hey, what's going on, Paisanos? V here. Before we begin, I just want to say, guys, please make sure to check out my channel, YGO Paisano. It's on YouTube. And uh, today I'm going to... So what I, what I did on my YouTube channel, actually, in my community tab, I asked, uh, what topic do you want to discuss in the next Yu-Gi-Oh! Konami podcast? Basically, what do you want to talk about? And one of the first things said by a guy named Yu-Gi-Oh! Alternativo, <laughs> he says, does MarketWatch inflate card prices? Now, this is a really good question. It's controversial, but it's good at the same time. And it's something I really always like to answer. I always like to come at people and when people go, ah, oh, V, you made the card go up in value. Or, ah, oh, V, you didn't say nothing. The card still be a dollar right now. Uh, you know, I always like to go to those people and have that conversation with them. Or go to anybody that, that thinks negative, uh, negatively of the content I produce on YouTube. Mostly market watching, which I talk about a card. I talk about the potential. And that leads to everybody, whether they want to buy it or not. Of course, I say, hey, listen, I'm going to buy three. I'm very honest as well. I go, hey, I'm going to buy three of these cards myself. And you do what you want to do with your cards, but this is what I'm going to do with my cards. Anyway, the question is still, does the market watch and fake card prices? Absolutely is the answer. And I don't understand why that's considered such a negative thing when you really think about it. Because, mark, because prices of cards have always been inflated. It always has been done. The only difference between then and now is that I get to give you an opportunity, and we together we all have an opportunity uh, to shed a spotlight on that. When the car was in value before, you would hear about it from your friends, maybe, maybe Facebook, uh, Reddit, uh, uh, forums, wherever you would hear it. But you wouldn't really talk see it much on YouTube. It wouldn't be discussed on YouTube. And the main question is always, why did a car go up in value? Well, when I do a market watch. Now you see it. Now you go, oh, that's right. It went up in value because at this event that I didn't get a chance to see because I was at work or maybe I was playing my own event, the card went up in value because that player played it. Obviously, it went up in value. A new tech card went up in value. So, of course, it did. And now you have an opportunity to see why. Now you have an opportunity not only to see why, but you're sitting there going, man, I have all these, all these vanities emptiness. Tons of these cards, and I don't know what to do with them. I, I could probably bulk them out, go to my locals, and just get rid of them. I got about twenty of them, and yeah, I could do. I could easily do that. And then you'll see my video or, or another content creator's video, and you and you and I'll say, "Hey guys, not for nothing. Look at the OCG's ban list. We can see that they're playing games after this. I want to be surprised if it comes over here, and I want to be surprised uh, it goes up in value if that was to be the case. And I would hold mines just like I would recommend you guys to hold yours. And then you would see that and go. Oh, I was about to bulk these bad boys out, throw in a five, uh, uh, I'm sorry, 800 count box and just sell it for like $10. But no, you don't need to do that anymore. You hold it. And I'm not, obviously that's recently with Vandy's Sentence, but we could go back and talk about other cards like DD Crow, Ultima Reyes, which were at one point $10 at one point. I remember pointing about a year and a half ago going, guys, this is a great card. And for those who are like, you know, I'm going to go, or, or. Effect failure, which at one point, Ultimate Rare, one of my, one of my first Markwatch videos, well, I, I pointed out a first version of Effect failure was $28. The card easy spiked to over $100. And I said, guys, this card has great potential. Now, obviously, Markwatch channels are never 100% right. People always subscribe to the ones they, they feel uh, uh, you know equates to them better. Maybe people subscribe because 
the cards make them money. I mean, I, I, I know I'm not sure about other content creators, but I know I get a lot of people going up to me and say, V, you made me so much money. A guy gave me recently, I went down to South Carolina. I still remember his name. His name is Ben. I don't know why I remember it, but I still remember his name. Very nice guy. He just walked up to me. And he goes, hey, man, I want to show you what, look, look what you made me. I started this game with nothing, and he had a beautiful, gorgeous, foreign, uh, effect bailer German. He's like, I know you like German cards, V. And I go, I mean, I, I do. And he goes, keep this. And I go, no, 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 I couldn't. And he closed his binder like that. Just closed it. And he said, I don't want it. It's yours now. I, I don't want nothing to do with it. And, and he started walking away. And I was like, I was shocked, but I was, you know, taken back and, and I get I get a lot of people who just go, hey V, thank you so much. You made me a lot of money. And I do, you know, it's always good to, to see people appreciate the content you make. You also get the other people in the other spectrum that go, V, uh, you told me to sell my IP Mascarina. It was it was um, at the time $26. I got rid of it for like let's say $25, uh, $24, whatever. The card's now $35. V, I'm losing money, V. And I go, okay. When when you delve into the market, when when you go into the market, when you go in to buy cards, or you go in to sell cards, it's a risk. Investment is always at its core risk. And when you go in, and you buy a bunch of cards, you're putting more risk involved. You're getting more risk involved, and and that's another facet of market watches. That's something you just can't do when you hear something got bought out. When something got bought out, that's it. Someone else took the risk. Someone else made the leap, made the jump. And you're just sitting there going, oh, man, you know what? That card used to be $5. I, I, I had 10 of them. Now I don't have any. But I need that card for my deck, so now I got to spend 40 bucks to get the damn card again. I need three of them at $120. This is not fair. But, you know, that's, that's, that's risk. That person decided to take the risk. The difference with market watch is now you have somebody here. You have a paisan over here who's going, listen, this card has a possibility. I give you my reasonings. And if you don't agree with my reasonings, you don't agree. But if you do agree with my reasonings, at least it'll, it'll put you in more perspective. When the card does go up and die, when the card does get bored, you go, oh, okay, I see now. That makes sense. I, I mean, obviously it makes sense. The guy, I saw a video. The guy brought it, broke it down for me, and we're seeing go up in value. Cause, effect. Yeah, sure, no big deal. And whether or not you want to go in and buy it or not go in and not buy it, that's on you. But at the end of the day, you have more of an understanding of the market. You have a more understanding of the cards. And you have more of a breakdown. Now, obviously, I, I'm only talking about me as a market watch content creator. To be honest with you, Stone Cold Honest, I want to lay my cards on the table. I unscribe from just – I'm pretty sure I unscribe from every single YouTuber. Uh, I just I, – I just, just, they had nothing really to offer me. That's just me personally. I know some people like a, a bunch of other YouTubers, and they, and they like what they have. And that's totally fine. But personally, for me, I love playing my card game. I love playing my cards. I love looking at the market. And I love doing it all because I enjoy the game. And other content creators do other things as well. But I, I've been so many times I've sat down and watched things and go, I disagree with that. Or or they copied me. Or uh, you know, my, my exact picks. Or, or whatever it is. I just go, you know what? I just don't need to be subscribed to any of these guys. They don't have anything to offer me personally. But I can see them having an appeal and offering things to other people, and that's totally fine. Once again, that's on them, but this is what I want to do for myself. So I just want to be uh, really straightforward about that. When people go, well, V's talking about other content creators. He's mostly talking about X and Y. No, I'm, I'm really talking about nobody else uh, uh, besides my past other content creators that I, I used to watch. I'm just talking about me watching these uh, – uh, my, you know, me, me and I'm really watching the market and reacting towards what I see in the market towards you guys. That's all I'm doing. Me doing a video is based off information I looked up. For that video, you know, I look at certain cards. Once again, I see a card, and I can have a con I can make a video of me sitting down, just looking at cards, clicking on a card, 
and looking at it and having that conversation. Given the story of what that card used to do, given the story of, of, of what text it used to be in, and looking at the potential the card has moving forward in the future based on how many printings there are out there, what's the highest rarity, and adding these factors together. And in, in my videos, when I do my content, it's all a formula. It's all a form, and it's very basic. I like to think of what the card you should do. I like to think why the card used to be viable. I like to look at the current value of the card. I like to look at the different varieties of the card. And then I, then I like to speculate, big word by the way, speculate on the potential the card has in the future. What it can do, what decks it can fit in. And then we talk about, hey, I think this is a great card. Or you know what? Not for nothing, this card's all right. But there's another card out there right now that's just better. Or this card's great potential and here's why. And then we always look at the things, whether it be future potential because future releases, future set releases, um, future deck cores that are getting support that we know of, or potential deck cores like Bushins. Uh, now we're getting, now we got confirmed Bushin Link Monster. But uh, future things within the bands, which is huge. The bands changes the market constantly in fact we're getting a bands come january the market is going to drastically change let's say let's let's play a little theory -o. if nobody did market watches from this minute on from, hit a button no market watch zero bands comes out what do you think is going to happen are there going to be no hype is no prices going to be inflated well of course there is the only difference between those prices being inflated with no market watches and the prices being inflated as they're being pointed out is that they're being pointed out i'm going look at this card look what's happening don't worry about it this is being hype can i be wrong absolutely but i've been into this game for a long while when you watch my content when many of you watch my content i'm giving them information based on my experiences as far as this game and as far as this game throughout the past years because i play this game since it came out i went to uh worlds in new york back in i think it was like 2003 or 2004 um, when I played Time to Duel on loop, by the way, it's when I first met Julie Hepburn, believe it or not, Jason Graber Meyer, um, believe it or not. Every time I see, I think, uh, another another individual, I can't really mention the name because I work for Konami, uh, kinda, I always ask for a book to sign. They have a, these have a book, a dueling book that you, if you beat Jason Graber Meyer, Julia Hedberg, uh, if you beat one of them in a duel, you get to sign a book. And I was like, I always felt cheated and I always wanted to sign that book. And every time I see him, I go, where's my book? I want to, it's missing a name. And uh, most most people don't know that most most Yuga players are relatively new, and other content creators are new when they do their their videos. And once again, I've been playing this game that long, so when I say my experience, it goes way back. When I say my experience within the market, it's always been there. It's constantly been there, and I've always looked at it. I just use it myself. You know, Yuga is a doggy dog game. If you really think about it, people that get a hot pick, a hot card, a hot tech, they won't show it to you. They don't want you to know nothing. Until they get maximized potential out of that. Look around. Seriously. So when I do my videos, I'm not hiding anything anymore. That's gone. I got rid of that. Zero. I'm just doing my videos. I just like doing the videos. I like having a conversation about the game Yu-Gi-Oh. I just recently did a market watch on a card I, I could have kept myself that spiked up insanely high in value. But I talked about the card last week. And I talked about the card today. And that's what I that's what I do. I do my videos. I don't really need to hide anything. I have nothing to hide. I don't need to make money off the market as easy as easy as some of these other people that are hiding things from you that are keeping their secrets. I just tell you what it is. Can I play the market easily? Sure. Can I make money off this market? Absolutely. But that's too much work. <laughs> I'm a very lazy person. I've had my to sit down, enjoy the videos, and talk to you guys. So Yu-Gi-Oh Alternativo. Uh, you asked the question, does the market watch, market watch inflate prices? Yes. I will absolutely, nobody cannot say that it doesn't, it absolutely does. 
The only difference between the market inflation prices now and then is literally everyone's in the know, whereas before it was very few were in the know, and even afterwards, even more few were in the know as well. So I, I think I think that's something very important to know. Uh, to answer your, the second common question, uh, the, the question given in the uh, answer, I should say, what topic do you want to discuss next to your economic podcast? Uh, Edo says, are OTS pack cards worth it even though they can be reprinted at any time and there's no first edition? Well, Edo, I'm going to I'm going to. I'm going to phase over to OTS Ultimate Rares because realistically, OTS Super Rares, OTS Commons, for the most part, are just reprints. They're reprints of the original printings. For the most part, I always recommend getting the original printings uh, unless they're super old and obviously OTS Super Rares. In certain cases, the OTS Super Rares are just higher versions. So there's a lot of things that factor into that. And of course, those can be reprinted at any time at different rarities. Look at Konami's past. They have done that. So it's kind of almost a no-brainer to see that, and I think I don't think that's the question you're asking. I think the question you're really asking is, are OTS Packs Ultimate Rare cards worth it, even though they can be printed at any time, and there's no first edition? And the answer is 100% yes. The highest rarity in this game right now, the highest rarity, is Ultimate Rare. Konami re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-
Because Yu-Gi-Oh players want it. Yu-Gi-Oh players want it, and if you everyone wants something, obviously it can't go down in value. If by t- every time someone else at another store at, at another OTS shop pulls an Ultimate Rare Levier, loads it online, someone buys it. Well, guess what? That 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 the person that listed the card online fifty nine dollars, the other guy bought it, so the value goes back up to sixty. The value still stabilizes. Nothing changes here. And when something comes out like an Ultima Rare, like a new Ultima Rare, once again from OTS 20 Pack 12, they go up in value. Now, as far as long-lasting value, which I think is the core reason why you asked me this question, some Ultima Rares do have value long-lasting. I will say, once again, it's always good practice to get a place at every Ultima Rare. And you might go, V, that's crazy. No, it, it makes no sense. It's, it's, it's so hype. Okay, you're right. Wait for the hype to die. I mean, honestly, wait for the hype to go down in value and grab the card. Cosmic Cyclone, at the lowest, was relatively cheap. It's double the value in the span of like two months. Two and a half months max for Cosmic Cyclone. Ultima Rare, you know why? Because Cosmic Cyclone saw a meta play, and the Ultima Rare is the highest version, and that's the version that went up so high. Secret Rare went up a little bit. The, the Megaton version went up a couple of pennies. But in the end, the ultimate red doubled at least minimum two hundred percent. Go anywhere, go to any any <laughs> investor and say, "Hey, can I get a two hundred percent yield on any of these things you're, that you're suggesting to me?" They'll laugh at you. They'll think you're absolutely out of your mind. You guys are a very fast-paced game, and the market is very fast. I mean, absolutely lightning fast. We're faster than the Magic Gathering market. And they and they're the ones that are, are I think it was them with the Pokemon. I'm pretty sure it's Magic Gathering though. That are the originators of the Market Watch. And the guys who are the best, well, they've got subscribed to more. So once again, please make sure to subscribe to my channel, YGO Paisano. I really appreciate it. But th- they have guys out there. As Magic Gathering grew, they grew their channels, easily hitting over a hundred thousand subscribers because that's how important it is to listen to these guys. You don't need to buy in order to listen to Market Watch. That's another thing that makes it so spectacular. Just like you don't need to buy an OTS pack or or buy the OTS singles in order to get these good cards. You can just go to your locals, play in your locals, not only get your pack for entry, but if your locals are right, which it should, it's a pack. It's it's for every it's I think you believe it's a pack and a half uh per price before every play. I gotta double check my economy thing. I usually read that thing over, but it's usually like a pack and a half per play or something like that for price pool, or every two plays is a pack, I believe. Man, I'm uh, hopefully Clarence is listening to this. But uh, nevertheless. <laughs> Is a roughly around that ratio, so you can win more OTS packs. The more OTS packs you win, the more chances you obviously have of getting these cards. The more chances you have of getting these cards, well, instead of selling them, you just hold them. And you just throw them to the side. You, you know, when I didn't do these videos for market watches, when I really didn't focus on the markets for you guys, and did it more for myself, what I personally did was, I would have three binders. I would have my personal binder that I like, cards that I like to go in. Obviously, there's a utility box of cards that you put in for your side decks. But the high revenue stuff, I'm not throwing a goddamn utility box. It's going in my binder. The stuff that costs dough that I might side in and side out, that's in my one binder. Nice, clean, ultra-pro premium binder, by the way. Number two, regular ultra-pro binder. Okay? Regular cheap $20 ultra-pro binder. What I would do, I would throw anything that's good trade bait in there. Boom, trade bait, throw it in there. And I would throw some stuff that, if it was value, but it, I didn't want it, and it was not needed even as a side deck, I would trade bait. And number three, 
would be the cards that were collection. And a collection was front and back page. So front page would be a place of Ultimate Rare cards, obviously in this case, like Ultimate Rare Leviers. The back would be like the ghost cards, Ultimate Rare, other Ultimate Rare cards from older sets that I just want to create for my personal collection. And that's what I would do. I would have three binders. And, and the reason that, that was important is because you can easily differentiate between your binder. Nobody likes to go to a guy and go, you got trades? And the guy goes, yeah, he's on binder. You go, okay, excellent. And, I mean, you can look at the one card upside down. Every, that's a universal symbol of, oh, no, sorry. I'm, I'm just too dumb to take this card out. It's just upside down. I'm not training it. That's fine. But when you point to a card that's, that's right side up, and the guy goes, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I'm going to hold on to that one. Nothing's more annoying, more of a waste of time than that, that kind of dialogue between people. So when, when you have when, when, you, when you have the uh, you know, ability to go and, and create these binders and Throw them in your backpack, bring them, bring a deck or two for an event. It makes it a lot easier to do trades, a lot easier to hold conversations, and a lot easier to go in and get what you want and go in and give them what they need. So I'll put my trade binder out. I will trade a card, say 30 bucks, and I would use that use that and invest in a bunch of cards. Uh, uh, if, if I pull any ultimate rares that I didn't need, I would throw in that binders off for trade. And, and it would be really easy to do, but easy, easy to shuffle them all around. Have a main deck box, I'm another double deck box, as a utility deck box, and I'm calling in a day. And this is really important. Now, going back to you once again, over Ultimate OTS packs, Ultimate Rare cards, they are the current highest rarity you can pull when you give besides Prismatic from the core sets. Do I recommend going and getting Prismatic core sets? Not really. I mean, if you get them, you get them. If you don't get them, no big deal. But the Prismatic core cards right now, like Ivy Mascarina and Appaloosa, are insanely overvalued. $500 each card. I'm going to tell you right now, those cards are going to be losing value. I know I said when they first came out and they were like 300, they're going to go down to 200. Well, when something artificially gets bought out, that's out of my control. But I do believe they're going to be going down in value. I still believe this. As you can players need money, they sell things. It just is fact of life. And those cards will go down in value. As they go back down in value, I feel like people will see that and go, okay. And then maybe the market will just get evened out. People are going to forget about them. And then you go and maybe I'll talk about them in my videos, my YouTube channel, about going and picking them up. But OTS Ultimate Rare cards are only for one moment. That's it. OTS Tournament Pack 11, Ultimate Rare, Ultimate Rare Coloss, Dingusu, whatever, that's there for that moment. And then it's gone. You can make the same argument about Prismatic. Sure, absolutely. Prismatic, Prismatic, um, Prismatic Ivy Mascarina. But the difference between Prismatic Ivy Mascarina and Ultimate Rare Colossus, the big takeaway between these two is if Thunder Dragons become good, that card has value. For Prismatic app, for Prismatic uh, Mascarina, it's only good for links. I'll give you another example. What if there was Prismatic Link Monster? Okay. It would be good. I mean, not Link Monster. I'm sorry. Pendulum Monster. It would be good for Pendulum. Prismatic Pendulum Call, let's say. How much would it be worth right now for Prismatic Pendulum Call? Versus how much would it be you would be worth when the car is at three, must have, in Pendulums, being the best tier one deck? How much? Well, there's a big distinction, isn't there? And as we go, you move away from that distinction, the value tanks. Can it have potential going up in value? Absolutely. Will you be okay with holding cards for $300 while waiting for that absolutely happen in a couple of years? No, you want that money now to put it into something else. 
So once again, going back to it, OTS pack cards are worth it. Ultra rares, absolutely. They're a great investment. They're 100% worth it. I always say get the cheap ones. The, the only time you, you're going to get the ones that have a lot of value is the newest OTS pack. But other than that, you really want to grab the older ones that nobody's looking at right now. Ultra rares, because the highest rarity. Double sleeve them bad boys if you can. And not single sleeve them and throw them in your binder. They are absolutely worth it. They have great potential. And in certain cases, they can easily double, your, double the value that they currently are in the market. In fact, to be honest with you, I think a lot of them have that great potential. They are all taking time bombs of value. If anyone out there that says, well, I don't know, V, some of these are pretty bad, I agree with you. But you know what? Kaiser Cyclone, in the end of the day, is a really bad card when you compare it to something like Twin Twisters or MST, which saves you life points in a, in a format, in a, in, a, in a Master Rule format, we should say, Master Rule 4, in which life points and time, they don't go really good together in endgame situations. Anyway, guys, I really appreciate you guys listening to this uh, podcast. Thank you so much. I'm going to be doing, like I said, more of these. I do them sporadically. If you want to get to listen to these podcasts before anyone, before this even upload to YouTube, uh, I have links down below to my Spotify, to uh, uh, iTunes. I know people, a lot of people listen to iTunes on these, um, as well as directly on the Anchor website. Once, once again, all those links are going to be down below if you guys want to check that out and get these before they come out. Sometimes I'm, I wait like a day or two, and then I throw up on YouTube, so I do it immediately, depending on how busy I am throughout the day. Anyway, plus, I really appreciate you guys for my video, or listening to my podcast. I've been doing videos so long. Uh, guys, if, if you are on iTunes, please make sure to follow me, Spotify, everything. And if you're on YouTube, YGO Paisano, hit the subscribe button. It's your boy V. And you Paisanos, well, you Paisanos have a great day.